Good day and welcome once again to our Bible study. Hope everyone had a wonderful and blessed week. We're going to continue on today in the Gospel of John chapter 9. And today we'll be covering verses 24 through 34. And the title of today's lesson is The Pharisees Investigate the Healing, Part 2. Remember, there's two parts of this study. Um, reviewing from last week, last week we seen where the Pharisees were investigating this blind man, right, that had been healed by Jesus. The greatest miracle that had ever taken place, right? And they questioned this blind man because they really don't believe that he was born blind, right? And because they don't believe him, they bring in his parents, if you remember from last week. And if you remember also, the parents feared the religious leaders, right? Because the religious leaders, we stated, they, they rule by intimidation. In other words, if you didn't agree with their teachings, their sayings, what they said, what they did, right, then, then they would excommunicate you from the community, right? In other words, you couldn't worship in the temple. And because a temple, the temple was a huge deal for the Jews, right, you, you were disbanded. People in society pretty much considered you an outcast. So we see because of, of their fear of the religious leaders, they say last week, well, he is of age, just ask him, right? But we know he was born blind. So there's absolutely no doubt that this man was born blind. So what we're going to see in today's lesson is that they're going to continue on with this investigation. So with that being said, open up your Bibles to John chapter 9, starting in verse 24, and it says this, A second time they summoned a man who had been blind. Give glory to God by telling the truth, they said. We know this man is a sinner. He replied, whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. But one thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. Then they asked him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? And he answered, I have told you already, and you did not listen why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? Then they hurtled assaults at him and said, You are this fellow's disciple. We are disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses, but as for this fellow, we don't even know where he comes from. And the man answered, Now that is remarkable. You don't know where he comes from, yet... He opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly person who does his will. Nobody has ever heard of opening the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he can do nothing. To this, they replied, You are steeped in sin at birth. How, how dare you lecture us? And they threw him out. So let's go back to verse 24 here. So we see that a second time they're going to question this man, right? Now they didn't question him already. They didn't brought in his parents, questioned his parents. But you see, that's not good enough for them. Because they don't want to hear that a great miracle has taken place, right? Remember, they, they read the Torah. They knew the Torah. They read the old prophets. They knew what the old prophets said. But also remember, these Pharisees did what? 
They rejected the Torah. They rejected the old prophet. They rejected the truth. And they embraced the traditions of the elders. Their man-made laws, right? The man-made rules passed down from generation through generation. So because they neglect truth, they're blinded, right? So we see here in verse 24, it says a second time that they summoned this man who had been blind. Now remember, numbers are important in the Bible. So the second time, the number two, what does that represent, right? Whenever the number two appears in Scripture, it has a very important purpose, right? And, and the number two shows that there's two diversion opinions. In other words, two opinions that are in conflict with one another. And this is exactly what we're going to see in today's lesson. We're going to see that, that there's an opinion that the religious leaders have, but there's also an opinion what this, this blind man has also. So we will see that this blind man, who now can see, right, will have a totally different opinion and statement than the Pharisees, than the religious leaders, right? We will see that one of these will become intimate with God through Jesus, and the other, right, is going to be cast away. Now look what he says. They say, give glory to God, the Pharisees say this, by telling the truth. We know this man is a sinner. Now, look at that phrase. Listen to that phrase, give glory to God, right? Now, this is a great thing to do. Now, remember, Pharisees are speaking here, right? So this is a great thing to do. What they say. They, they, what they say here, give glory to God, amen, hallelujah, right? But they, you see, that's not what they mean by that. They're not thanking the Lord. They're not thanking Jesus, right? They want this man. To agree with them, right? They want this man to, to see things how they see things. And how do they see Jesus here? They think of him in a negative way. They speak negatively, negatively about Jesus, right? But you see, not much really has changed in Judaism today. In the nation of Israel, right? See, if you want to be popular in the Jewish community today, then, then speak negative about Yeshua. Speak negative about Jesus Christ of Nazareth, right? I mean, look, just look at an example, what happened over the last year or two. The, the, the leadership in Israel passed a law, and they passed a law that states that if anyone teaches or preaches the New Testament and speaks about Jesus being the Messiah, that they're going to be fined and maybe even jailed. So, Speaking neg negatively about Jesus and, and, and about him being the Messiah, that's really what they wanted this man to do right here, right? So they say, be honest and speak negative about Yeshua. Because look what he says, we know this man is a sinner. So what they're saying is this, right? We are the spiritual leaders, in other words, right? And, and we know because we are spiritual leaders, right, that he's a sinner. So we see that they want to dictate what happens. But let's take a look at what happens in verse 25. He, meaning the man, he replied, whether he's a sinner or not, I don't know. But one thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. So this man here speaks the truth. He also shows us right here that he isn't fearful of the religious leaders, right? And when you seek the truth, 
And when you believe in the truth and when you follow the truth, when you trust the truth, then you should not fear either. Because 365 times over and over throughout the book of Genesis to the book of Revelation, God says or Jesus says, fear not. Do not fear, do not be afraid, right? So we see here this man says, I was blind, but now I see. You know what he's saying right here? He's saying, I'm healed, right? Now this word is very, very important now. This word now is very, very important. Look what it says. I was blind, but now. He says, I see. See, it's very important because it shows us that God was moving. And not only that God was moving, but God will continue to move in this situation and in this man's life, right? And the same applies to us, right? When you have, when you become a believer in Christ and you have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you and moving in you, right? And you're obedient to that Holy Spirit. You're obedient to Jesus. You're obedient to God through that Holy Spirit. Then you're going to see things in your life beginning, beginning to move. The Holy Spirit is moving, right? You become more intimate. You become more obedient. You know, you, 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 become, you want to spend more time with Him, more time in prayer, right? You want to take your life and live your life and try to live your life according to what Scriptures say, as best as you can. Amen? So what He's saying is, I was blind, but now... I see, not only physically, but also what? We're going to see that he's going to be moved spiritually. He's going to, he's going to know, he's going to become to know really who Jesus is. See, and the question that I have for you today is, do you really know Jesus? Do you really know the will that he wants for your life, amen? Because we're going to see that this man, Jesus is moving, right? The spirit is moving, right? Verse 26. Then they asked him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? See, here's the biblical truth about all of this, right? These religious leaders, they call Yeshua a sinner. Why? Because they didn't think he was from God, right? If he was a sinner, then he wouldn't have access to the Holy Spirit to bring about this miracle in this man. Think about that, right? You see, they were saying that Jesus was demon-possessed, right? They were accusing him of, of, of doing things that really he didn't do. And it's horrible. Really, what they were doing, they were blaspheming, right? It, it, it's scandalous what, what, what they were saying and the things they were trying to do to Jesus. And, and this is really what the religious leaders wanted this blind man to do. They wanted to agree. They wanted him to agree with them, right? And they were saying, if, if you agree, then you are giving glory to God. That's what they're saying here, right? But you see, they have it backwards. And so often, right, those in, in a leadership position, I'm speaking spiritually right here, right? Those in authority, right? There's some people that's like this. Those whom the world looks at, you can say, right, as spiritual leaders, they have it backwards. See, we need to see the simple truth here of the scriptures. And, and we need to do so. And if we do so, then we're going to be leading others in the right direction, right? If you, you go by the Bible, if you, you, you're a preacher or a teacher or a minister, or a pre if, if it's all Bible-based, right? 
But, but there's many churches today, right? There's many people, and, and, and they don't get the truth right. And they're leading people instead of to the kingdom. It's a false teaching. They're leading them in the wrong direction, right? So you see this man says, I don't know if he's a sinner, but there's one thing I do know. I was blind, but now I can see, right? But look what else they say. They say, what did he do to you? And how he opened your eyes, they say. So they see, we see right here that the religious leaders, what they want them to answer. But they want them to answer according to, to what they want to hear, right? But look what he says. He says, I've told you already. And you didn't listen. So he's saying, I've told you once. The first time you asked me, I told you what happened. I told you the truth. But yet you never responded to me. So look what else. Go back to the scripture. He answered, I have told you already and you do not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? So he's letting them know here. I've already answered it. You never responded to me right here. Now, this is the second time you asked me, right? That's what he's thinking. So in his mind, he's thinking they're asking a second time because they probably want to be disciples as well, right? Now, why I say this? Because look at the last half of that scripture. Do you want to become his disciples too, he says. So this man thinks maybe they believe that he is the Messiah, right? I mean, they're religious leaders. They're teachers. They know the Torah. They know the old prophets. They know what the old prophets said, that the Messiah would come and he, one of the, the greatest miracles would perform, that he would give sight to the blind, right? So this man in his mind is thinking, maybe you want to become disciples, right? But look what happens in verse 28. Then they hurled insults at him and they said, you are this fellow's disciple. We are disciples of Moses. So look at that first half of that text. So they hurled, they hurled insults at him and they said, you are this fellow's disciple, right? So we see here that they get very angry. They get very upset, right? When, when this man asks, do you want to become a disciple, right? What do they do? They begin criticizing this man. That's what the scripture says. They hurled insults. Look what it says at him, right? They say you are his disciple. You believe in this man. You trust in this man, not us, right? But look what else the religious leaders say. We are disciples of Moses. Now, if you really truly understand Moses, right? If you read the book of Exodus and you really truly understand the revelation of Moses, then you will be put in a position spiritually and God will give you revelation that indeed Yeshua is the Messiah. You see, the more someone understands the Torah, the more someone understands the Old Testament, right? Then that person is going to be in a better position in order to determine the identity and work of Messiah and who Jesus really is, right? You see, although... These religious leaders, they, they often refer back to following the law of Moses, right? They really didn't follow it. They were following the traditions of the elders. They refer always to the, back, to, to the Torah. They refer to the law of Moses. But they really don't follow the law of Moses. They really don't follow the commandments of God. Because they 
neglected that and they embraced their own man-made traditions, their own man-made rules, their own man-made laws, the traditions of the elders. So in reality, they weren't disciples of Moses. But this is what they tell this man. Verse 29, we know that God spoke to Moses, but as for this fellow, we don't even know where he comes from. So the first half of that text, they say, we know that God spoke to Moses. Now they're correct right here because we know that God spoke directly with Moses, right? I mean, the Bible tells us that God took Moses as his best friend. So they're actually using the Torah here. They're using the truth to back up what they're saying. So in this case, they're telling the truth. Why? Because they wanted to fit their narrative, you see? But what they say next, man, it's going to show us that they, re they really don't know the truth. Because look what they say. But as for this fellow, we don't even know where he comes from, right? So really, if they really know the Torah, if they really know the Old Testament, like our Old Testament, the Torah and the prophets, they would know that Jesus is the Messiah because the prophets predicted this, the coming of the Messiah. Also remember what just took place. Jesus, a man born blind, Jesus healed. And at that time, no blind man had been born, had ever been healed or they can see again. So it is proves that the Old Testament prophets were correct. They predicted that the Messiah would come and that the Messiah would do this. So what they say in the first half is true, but what they say in the second half is not. Why, you say? Because they don't want people to follow Jesus. They don't, want, they don't want to lose power and authority. See, the flesh has the best of them, right? Not the spirit. The flesh does. Because when you are even in the flesh, then you, you hunger and you thirst for power, right? And for positions and for money and so forth. Because that's your God. But you can only serve one master, Jesus says, right? So we see right here that they're blinded because they don't follow truth. They deny truth. What about you? Are you following the truth? Are you following material things? or earthly things. What's more important to you? Jesus and his kingdom? Or material things of this earth that Jesus says, you can't store up that for heaven because that's all going to go away. It's all going to be burned up. Jesus says, store things for the kingdom of God. Treasures in heaven. Amen? The man answered in verse 30. Now that is remarkable. You don't know where he comes from. Yet, he opened my eyes. So the man answers, now this is remarkable. So this man is saying, man, it's shocking, right? It's shocking because he did this great miracle. It's shocking because the miracle that he did should point to who he is. He says, you don't know where he comes from. But yet he opened my eyes. You see, to understand this text... You really need to understand that in this time, and still today in Israel, right? The religious leadership was and is known today as the wisest people in Israel because of their schooling, right? Because of their readings of the Torah. Remember, 
you got to know the Torah. You got to know the, the laws of God. And, and we know the Ten Commandments of God, but in, in Judaism today, there's, in the Old Testament, there's 613 laws, right? They need to know the old, the old prophets. The old prophet, these are Pharisees. They studied the prophets. So this man is saying, you don't know where he comes from, but you have all this education, you got all this schooling, you got all these teachings, right? But yet you don't know who Jesus is and where he comes from, right? So what we see here is that this man believes. This blind man believes that Jesus is the Messiah. And, and he questions the religious leaders because he's saying, I see it, right? I was blind, now I can see, right? I can recognize it, he says. And I'm no, I'm no scholar, I'm no teacher, I, I'm no spiritual leader. But yet you don't know, you don't recognize who he is. That's what the scripture's telling us, right? So what he's saying is this, that you got all this training and schooling and education, but you don't know where he comes from. Verse 31. We know that God does not listen to sinners, the man says. Now, this is the blind man speaking. He listens to godly people or a godly person who does, this is what he says, his will. So we see that this man who is healed, he's spreading right here spiritual truth, amen? And why do I say that? Here's what the scripture is trying to reveal to us, people. The thought in that day and age was exactly like the disciples really thought, right? Someone born blind, man, they must have sinned somewhere in their life, right? He was born that way. Remember what I told you about in Judaism, they believe in the, of, of this false teaching of reincarnation, right? This is what the Jews believe. And they believe this man was born blind. So either he had to sin in his previous life or his parents did something terrible in this life, right? But that, that's what they believe. So in other words, this man in their mind comes from a bad line of people, you can say, right? He is cursed, you can say, and therefore he doesn't know anything. In other words, he is absent from the things of God. So what's happening here is this man who was blind, he couldn't see. But I'm going to tell you what he could do. He can hear. He was listening, right? And he picked up. Through this hearing, spiritual truth, you can say. In other words, what they were saying, right? If one does this great miracle, then he must have great knowledge, right? He must have a lot of studying, right? He must have a lot of education, right? And the fact that these leaders don't know where Jesus comes from, who he really is, right? There's great significance in what they say. And this man catches it, right? He says, you don't know, but yet I know because he's seeking spiritual truth. Jesus transformed this man. Jesus gave this man victory over his life and in his life, right? And remember, victory, biblically speaking, means doing the will of God. And that's why the scripture says it here, right? See, he knows that if someone is willing to worship God, right? Willing to do his will, 
then God's going to hear that person and God's going to heal that person and God's going to move on that person and in that person's life. Amen. He's telling them, this is how my eyes were open. Let's go back to verse 26, right? If you go back and you look at verse and you read verse 26, he's answering them here again. He, he's saying, right, that this is how all this came about. This is why all this happened. He's saying this one. He's talking about Jesus, right? He must have an intimate relationship with God. That's what this man's telling the religious leaders. He must be doing and wanting to be doing the Father's will. And because he does that and because I believe, because we believe, right? Then God's going to move in our life as well. The Holy Spirit's going to move in our life as well. Amen. See, if someone wants to do the will of God, God hears them, people. And God's going to work. And God's going to move as long as you're obedient, as long as you are faithful, right? As long as you trust and you stay true to God and you stay true to the word of God, the truth. Verse 32, nobody has ever heard of opening the eyes of a man born blind. So he tells the religious leaders again, this has never happened before. But yet the prophets predicted this. And yet you got all this education. You have all this knowledge and all this schooling, right? But yet you don't see it. You're physically blinded, right? Not maybe physically meaning physical and the physical, but boy, you're spiritually blinded. That's what this man's saying. See, I, he's saying, I, I was physically blinded, but now I see. But you, you don't see, and you need religious leaders. And that's how most of the world is, people. Most of the world is in dark. Most of the world is blind. I'm speaking spiritually. They're blinded. Oh, they might say they're a Christian. They might say they go to church, and they might go to church. Just because you go to church, that don't mean you're going to be saved. Don't you start believing that. Because the minute you walk out of church and you start living for the world again, then you're not living for Christ. You're not, you're not obedient to the kingdom. Amen? That's something that we don't want to hear, but it's the truth. Understand that people that's going to get to the kingdom of heaven is going to be the kingdom of God. It's righteous people. It's holy people. It's people that walked in Christ and knew what Christ did on the cross for them. And because of what Christ did on the cross for them, their life should be transformed towards Christ. Amen. He says, if this man were not from God, he can do nothing. So this man, once again, he has total revelation of about Jesus, right? He, he has total transformation. He, he sees things from a spiritual standpoint, from a heavenly standpoint, you can say. Because he says, if this man were not from God, he can do nothing. And that still holds true to us today, right? Because with God, all things are possible through his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. To this, they reply, you were steeped in sin at birth. How dare you lecture us? And they threw him out. That's the last verse for today. And we're going to see something interesting here. This is a very interesting verse. To this, they reply, you were steeped in sin at birth. Now look what they do and look what they say, right? They don't criticize this man's words. In other words, they don't criticize what this man just said. What they do, they attack him. 
they attack him because they can't attack what he said. Because what he said was the truth. So what they do, they turn on him. And they, and they, they begin to tell him, you were born blind. And because you were born blind, you were born in sin. Remember, reincarnation, right? They say, I dare you lecturers. See, this is showing their true colors, right? This is showing, really, their power over this man. Remember, they ruled by what? By fear. Put fear in the people. That's how they ruled. Yeah, they're the religious leaders. And this man was born blind. And they're telling him right here, don't you speak to us that way, right? I dare you preach or I dare you say or talk to us in this way. That's what they're saying here. So what happens? The scripture tells us right here that they threw him out. So we see that they threw this man out. Outside of the temple, outside of the community. In other words, this man will never again be allowed to worship in the temple. And because of that, he's going to be excommunicated from the community. He's going to be an outcast, right? See, here's the message, right? The message is this. We all go through difficult times, tough times in our lives, right? And, and when we go through those difficult and tough, tough times, either God has allowed it or God may have even caused it. You see, God has done this. And you might say, why? Because through this hard time of your life, right? If you remain steadfast, if you remain faithful to God, you continue to honor him, right? You continue to praise him. You continue to worship him. You continue to seek him in prayer, right? You continue to know him more because you're relying on him more. You're trusting in him more, right? Then in the end, what's going to be the outcome? The outcome of that is going to be victory in our life. Victory over that situation, right? This is exactly what's happening with this man. This man's going to be excommunicated. But this man shows us something here. This man shows us that when God is on your side, when you believe in Yeshua, Messiah, right? Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Then that's all you need. Because you see, as the end times go closer and closer, we get to the end times. Those who believe in the scriptures, those who believe in the Bible, those who believe in the truth, then you're going to be the outcast. We're going to be the outcast. And the world's going to come against us. And the world's going to attack us. And you're going to feel lonely. You're going to be excommunicated from the rest of the world. But Jesus said, that's okay. I want you excommunicated. I want you to be an outcast. Because you're walking in righteousness. Not that you're perfect, because we're not perfect. Nobody's perfect but Jesus Christ. Amen? But you're trying to live a right, righteous life. You're trying to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. You're trying to take on his character and attributes. And that's what we're supposed to do as believers. You see, this man was an outcast. He was an outcast his entire life because he was born blind. He was different, right? He was put on the outskirts, put on the outside, right? And because of this, this man, it didn't matter to this man. 
about what the religious leaders would do to him or did to him, right? They cast him from the temple, right? They cast him from the community. But it didn't change the fact to this man that God is working in his life, that Jesus is working, and that Jesus will continue to work in this man's life. And that's how it's going to be for us as believers as we walk through this dark and evil world, as we get closer to the rapture of the church. Believers in Yeshua will be called outcasts, right? But being an outcast for the kingdom, standing for truth, standing for righteousness, standing for holiness, right? We're going to overcome through Jesus because God will give us the victory. Amen? And that ends our lesson for today. We're going to be back next week. We're going to continue on in the Gospel of John in chapter 9. We sure do appreciate you all tuning in and listening. Go be a blessing to someone this week. Until next week, we love you guys. Have a great and wonderful week. God bless.